Hello, and welcome to Keep You Posted. My name is Hannah Trav. I'm a comedian, a law student, and today I bought myself flowers because I'm worth it. I am joined, as always, by my lovely producer, Ross Wiseman. Hi, I'm Ross, and um, I'm bad at keeping plants alive, but I'm slowly learning, and that's all that matters. Hell yeah, Ross. I'm proud of you. Uh, today is Saturday, February 8th, 2020, and we are recording from my kitchen. By the time you hear this, the news may have changed, but hey. We Wait, s- the news might have changed. We're not recording from your kitchen anymore. Yeah, that, breaking news. You're listening to this at home and Ross <laughs> is at his house and I'm at mine. Okay, uh, so just to start off, this week has been crazy. President Trump was acquitted in the Senate. He faces no charges anymore. Also, he gave the State of the Union and Nancy Pelosi ripped up the speech. And wow. And also there was that picture of him uh, like on the White House lawn and it looked a little off. Yeah, everything this week has been hilarious, but yeah, oh. we don't have time to talk about no. it. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that's not hilarious, coronavirus. Then we will be joined by special guest Max Barth to talk about the Democratic primary and the Iowa caucus and the Democratic debate. And yeah, this is exciting. This is the first time we've ever done this. This is a very, very big week, a very, very big week for us. We ate blueberries earlier. Uh, we That's why you said that. We had pancakes. OK, so Max and Ross and I recorded the segment about the primary and all this stuff. And it was so long and so hilarious that we are going to be releasing the full version later this week as a bonus episode yeah the we we try to keep our segments between 10 and 12 minutes this clocked in at 30 <laughs> but it was so good i'm we like had a lot of fun right we, now we it talked, was so good so if you like the segment today we ta- we cover a lot of the same points but we go a lot more in depth and kind of uh yeah, there's some fun tangents yeah. yeah so we did re-record so that it was a little bit shorter but i really think that um, if you guys like this, you're going to love the 30 minute version. I, we, I was one of the most fun things I feel like we've ever recorded. Max is a wild man. Uh, yeah, and you'll hear a joke of mine that completely bombed. <laughs> you'll hear a couple of, uh, but you had some good ones in there too. Yeah. Yeah. We were all kind of hopped up on coffee, living the dream. So, um, so state, we're covering that. Yeah. So that'll probably come out Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but we are going to cover that in a shorter version today. And then we're going to keep going with my new favorite thing, which is SCOTUS notice where I talk about the Supreme court because I love it. I love talking about it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. The uh, Supreme Court is good sometimes. Yeah. And then my favorite branch of the government, for sure. Um, and then we are going to wrap up with our our usual subjective segment, HTHT, Hannah Trav's Hot Takes. Max yep. joined us for that, too. And we set up a time for him to, to do a sequel to the specific segment that we recorded for HTHT. You what? Yeah, we, we announced uh, uh, you'll listen and you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah, perfect. And uh, our topic for that is celebrity crushes. This was hard. This, this was, was weirdly hard. I had to, like, we had to do more research for this to yes. find out, to remember which celebrities we found attractive. But we got there and it's great. And I think you guys are going to love this episode. So let's do it. It's a really huge issue and it's only getting worse. So today we're just going to talk briefly about what's going on, what 
what we can do and wow a lot happening so uh right now coronavirus it started in the wuhan province of china and there are in china over let's see over twenty-eight thousand people affected as of last night there were 724 deaths it's just terrible there are smaller outbreaks in 24 other countries um it's getting really bad. So there are cruise ships that are banning people who were born in China, Hong Kong, or Macau. Ooh. Um, the There are flights running from China only to bring U.S. citizens back and Canadians. Um, the Trump administration has banned people flying from China. It's not totally clear. Like, It's not like they're banning just Chinese citizens. I think it's like they're just getting Americans out and then people who are flying from China... I don't really know what to do. It's really sad too, because like, obviously like I was it's under not the their imp- fault. I was under the impression also that like, this isn't really a big deal yet. Like it's just a huge if, deal. But like, if you're looking at numbers of people that die from like flu and stuff, yeah, every but year here's compared. the problem. Yeah. The symptoms are, it's ex- extremely easy to spread. So there was this doctor in China, Dr. Lee, who just died. He was like a whistleblower on, the coronavirus because he saw someone come in and then within days someone else was infected and the person who had come in had very minimal symptoms and he was like there's something this is going to be really bad this is going to spread really easily so the issue is that in a couple weeks there are now 28,000 cases it is so contagious it's really bad and furthermore China didn't respond like they originally shut him down and he just died, which is terrible. Very sad. And in fact, people have been trying to obviously in China, social media is very heavily regulated and policed. But people have been trying to post about him and be like, dude, our government has not done enough. And furthermore, the Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization have offered to go over and help China and bring resources because they're running low on like medical supplies and all this shit. And China's saying, no, we're good. We got this. And people think maybe that China might be embarrassed about letting outsiders come in because there have been so many issues. Like they haven't released numbers of how many doctors and nurses have died. And so I read this article where people are thinking maybe they haven't protected their medical staff well enough. Maybe they I mean, it's clear like they're trying to cover their tracks. Yeah. And not let anybody else like possibly spread other information right and so the state department offered to send money as well china was like no we're good um there's a japanese cruise ship that has been quarantined for days oh my god because people there's like 61 people on board um there are corporations that like american corporations that are having like closing their stores and all this stuff i mean there's a huge economic oh yeah piece to this as well because you've got these like large corporations not that i'm like pro big business but we live in capitalism and there's these large corporations that can't do business over there because everything's shut down because they're trying to quarantine people there's a shortage of protective supplies and again china's not letting people bring stuff over and here's the biggest concern so right now it's in mostly european asian countries a couple middle eastern countries and over here um in oh no I said Europe and the United States, but there is a huge growing concern about what happens when the coronavirus hits Africa because African countries also have a pretty shortage of 
pretty significant shortage of health resources, just like China does. So there's a lot of places in China where there's just not enough hospitals. There's not enough beds, especially in like the countryside. And so as this spreads, they're seeing they just don't have the manpower to handle it. So I read an article that, again, we always post on the website that the concern is Africa is very vulnerable as an as a continent and then certain nations more so than others as to lack of health services, lack of access to health services. And so, um, yeah, I think that we are about to see a really, really, really crazy uh, uh. surge of of. It. Yeah, there's no vaccine for it either. So. Chinese officials have been like, hey, everybody buy masks. People are like lining up to buy these masks. But now they're saying they're not even sure that that would help it spread so easily. Well, because it's also like the paper masks are not really going to do it. You need like actual kind of like there's a different kind of mask that you can get that's better. I don't even know. But but there's a shortage of everything. Yeah. People are waiting hours in line to get these masks and they're waiting hours in line with other people. Um, Bill and Melinda Gates donated $100 million to research. I looked up if you can donate to coronavirus efforts but i don't really think that there's a way to do so as like a normal citizen yeah and don't donate to coronavirus itself because we don't want to give the (laughs) virus more money that's not good guys oh oh thank you ross for bringing some humor to this that is very funny um someone Uh, told me and i i haven't substantiated this claim but someone told me like coronavirus something about like alcohol yeah yeah we all know that coronavirus has the word corona in it Let's move past it at this point. Um, this is the update. We really don't have anything other than just some data about what's going on. Keep your eyes peeled, ears open for hopefully some. Uh, what? W- here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping the Chinese government starts to accept help because at this point, this is out of control and they're not going to be able to keep controlling and, it. Yeah. And especially as it spreads to other countries, then it's not just like, okay, this is the problem of the one country. And now it's everybody's problem, which we should be helping out countries when they need our help to begin with. But and especially when trying. you're putting, yeah, but especially now that things are starting to spiral to other countries and then it's right. like, okay, you kind of lost that right to be totally. uh, alone in this. So with that, our hearts go out to everybody who's been affected by this. Stay alert, stay vigilant. China, hang in there. Also, government of China, please let people help. And um, we'll just have to keep tracking this. Joining us now is my good friend, Max Barth. Hello. He's a comedian. He's a friend. He's worked on political campaigns. He's really hopped up on caffeine mm-hmm. right now 174 uh, pounds of caffeine right here and so we're going to talk about the democratic primary and Woo. the iowa caucus awesome. and max's theory on <laughs> on the politics general election. in america go ahead max take it away so you know i'm a psycho i've been following <laughs> politics for a while i worked on some campaigns mm-hmm. and here's basically what i think when it comes to presidential general elections mm-hmm. and this is not a moral judgment i'm not saying it should be this way mm-hmm. i'm saying i think whoever has what I call fuck you energy wins. Now, what is the opposite of fuck you energy? It is, um, excuse me, um, you can't see I'm raising my hand. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can tell from me. your voice. Actually, um, sir, and I understand that someone who does that is probably smarter and will be better. They will not win. And so when I was watching the Iowa debates, I- The was, Iowa debates. That was where the debate- oh, I'm sorry, the debate, the most recent debate after the Iowa caucus, right. I was evaluating them along these lines. Mm-hmm. Because clearly I would say- Bush had fuck you energy. Gore didn't. He won. Bush had fuck you energy. Kerry definitely didn't. That's why Bush won. Obama 
his very identity was a fuck you to the whole Bush years, right? Mm-hmm. He won. Mm-hmm. Romney, no fuck you energy. Take a hike, dude. You're out. Flynn versus Trump. To me, that's a very distilled essence of why the most qualified candidate ever versus some guy yelling fuck you. Americans pick fuck you because... I don't know why. There's nothing more American than that. No, yeah. there's just something like primal about it. Like, oh, this person is like def- like defending and is being like yeah. loud. Because Look at the history of America. The We get the money from England to come over here, colonize the shit out of people. And then we're like, fuck you. Yeah. We're doing our own thing. We're still yeah. going to be shitty. And, and you can be fuck you in the service of good or bad aims. Yes. Right. And the problem, my, my problem with Trump is that he says fuck you to the wrong people. Obviously, scapegoats people. So mm-hmm. when I was looking at the debate stage, I was evaluating them on this. So I'll just go through a little bit. Um, Yang, I think, has some fuck you energy. He actually, Ross was saying earlier, he has fuck this energy. Yeah, which is yeah. Sort fuck of, it energy. He has like a fuck this whole thing energy, which is close, but I think is not going to win you states. Yang um, is kind of cool, though. I will say Yang has that I would want to chill with him. Yang brings craft beer to a party. Yeah. He doesn't and he brings just one br- non-alcoholic because he thought ahead, just in case. You yeah, or one. one gluten-free. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got some gluten-free And in the extra fridge. ice. And extra ice. Yeah, That's my yeah. theory on Yang. Yang this guy's bringing a lot to the party. Well, he is a billionaire, so. Yeah. Is he a billionaire? Millionaire, for he's sure. A, he's a rich. He's doing well. He's a rich yeah. guy. Um, he doesn't he's wear a, a tie. Guy, you know? He's a rich guy. I'm not going to do math anyway. Yeah. So Yang, okay, so just so I can really solidify this tangent I went on, yeah. Yang doesn't bring shitty beer. He brings good beer to the party. He he's brings maybe one or two gluten-free options, yeah. and he brings extra ice and uh, yeah. a playlist. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So now it's his party. No, no, no. He just wants everyone to have fun. Um. And then you've got Tom Steyer, one of the billionaires in the race, who mm-hmm. just looks like the only human in a Muppet movie. <laughs> like, that is 100% his vibe. Yeah, he has, like, a droopy flower for Miss Piggy. Yeah, he's trying to... Like, she's working in... It's like an eight... I'm thinking of Muppets Take Manhattan. She's working in his restaurant. He's hitting on her. She slaps him. She goes, hi-ya. That's who he is. All right? And he's like, okay. Yeah, and he's into it. He's nice, though. Yeah, I guess. For a billionaire, he's fine. Speaking yeah, of like billionaires... It, yeah. We've got Mike Bloomberg, who's waiting like the final boss at Super Tuesday. <laughs> um, he's the ninth richest guy in the world. So, of course, he should also have the nukes. And he's also a former Republican. So, of course, he should be the Democratic nominee. And by former, you mean barely. I mean, like, he donated to Republicans in, like, 16 and 18. Yeah. And was elected twice as a Republican and is, you know, I, insane, insane that he's running, but he's trying to buy it. God bless him. I watched the Super Bowl, not trying to brag, and he had some great commercials. And I remember, like, I would look up and be like, oh, this is, like poignant and then i realized it was michael bloomberg and i was like what is happening yeah okay. literally what is he, happening he's the only candidate because he's using so much of his own money that can afford the super bowl ads. yeah he's space. like you know it'd be cool if i just threw in a couple ads during the super bowl mm-hmm. he didn't even get like a sassy grandma or something like punting a football into like a bag of cheetos or something the nice thing is though i've heard he's very pro shakira no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead no, Keep no that's going. beto so because he can speak Fuck spanish beto. Too. oh man join me later for my thoughts on beto also, with Bloomberg, spoiler he, alert, hate him. Uh, hashtag OK Bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get hats made, but I'm poor. Um, uh, so that's him. And then we come to the real, the king, the special boy himself, the special star child of American politics. The resume, it's a resume to die for, to kill for, and he probably did. Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Mayor the, Pete. Who declared victory before the results were out in Iowa, and then a couple other people did as well. Oh, yeah. Let me, can I jump we'll in and that. tell about yeah. Iowa? Okay, if you guys didn't know, the Iowa caucus happened this week. It's completely really pointless in my opinion. There was this huge issue. They had made an app 
to try to calculate the votes or like or whatever after people voted. Yeah. What was it supposed to do? For the precinct captains to report the votes. Right. Of course, the app crashes. Yeah. So it's a real shit show. All the candidates, like three candidates. Who was it? Like Pete. Biden, Biden, Sanders. Yeah, Sanders came out eventually. Yeah. Get up and they're like, I won. And, and Biden was the most full of shit because he did not. He got fourth place. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's between Pete and Bernie, I, I can, think. Yeah. So, yeah. So then. So really, it was just a shit show. And yeah. then they had this debate. And really, I don't I mean, I think it's been resolved so that Bernie had more regular votes. But Pete got an extra delegate. Yeah, right? Pete got a few more what they call state delegate equivalents and if you say that sounds like a crazy system meant to keep people from participating in politics i would say fair enough (laughs) but as of this morning according to the associated press sanders had a lead of a little over two thousand actual votes people Mm -hmm. voting for him so what does that sound also keep in mind the amount of people that have spent the past four years being like well the popular vote's the only thing that matters and now suddenly they're like um excuse me sir actually the state delegates uh you know so that's kind of my axe to grind there um, but yeah, I think I, like I just state delegate fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm five eleven. What is better clips? I'm, I'm, I'm an fi- anarchist now. <laughs> yeah, I'm five eleven, but in state delegate equivalents, I'm six feet tall. That's all <laughs> you need to know about state delegate equivalents. <laughs> you said to meet at nine thirty. I came at ten. That's that's ten o'clock in SDEs. Oh, is that crazy? <laughs> um, Max has so, had a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah. So there's there's Pete, Mayor Pete, who has homeschool energy, but if he was homeschooled by like a team of lawyers. <laughs> Like not even what's that hippie school the Mo- Montessori no the uh, Waldorf any school. of those yeah yeah like I the fe- salad yeah I feel there, like the he- Waldorf school <laughs> I know this I he know would this. go to a school for salads <laughs> there yeah, is cranberries in here yeah yeah it's just him and a bunch of salads learning math that I mean I could see it I will say the one of the podcasts I like uh, Moshe Kasher and Natasha Legero they have a podcast called the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and they did this whole thing on the Waldorf school because they toured it to send their child there and people wrote in like apparently they don't allow screens like it's like some weird shit some cult shit so pete went there probably yeah well pete just feels like he's the one guy you try to get like in your shitty job you try to unionize and he's like i should i should speak to management about he's like season one paris from gilmore girls sometimes like that in school he would totally be like excuse me we need to study madeline yeah i love that reference and i every week find more and more in common with you oh yeah he would definitely remind the substitute that they had homework the yeah. night before yeah yeah 100 i'm sorry i thought we were supposed to and there's so many people that are going to be like well do you know what you want for a president fine i want someone that can win and i don't think someone with um excuse me energy can fucking win somehow Pete Bernie was homeschooled energy, warren has fuck you energy amy has fuck you energy amy does have fuck you energy um and i disagree with her on stuff and i still want to vote for her because she has real authentic fuck you energy yeah that's the power, the political power of that. And that's why I think a lot of, I think the progressives and maybe Amy Klobuchar would have a good chance in the general election. And all these other people are kidding themselves, like, that they're going to sit in a room with, you know, Trump supporters and, like, change their mind. Like, oh, because Pete's a veteran, like, Trump won't attack him. Trump is going to put his wheelie backpack in the <laughs> trash can at the first debate and win 50 states. I like that. And I'm going to vote for Pete. I'm not saying I won't. I'm just saying... Americans want fucking blood. We're crazy pig people, and we need to vote for someone that will offer it. And Trump is offering it on the backs of the wrong people, and Bernie and Warren are offering it, saying, we do have enemies. 
It's bankers and shit. In case you guys missed it, here's the or or here's the evolution of our Pete goes to school <laughs> comments. It started with Pete is homeschooled by a bunch of lawyers. Yeah. Then it went, went to, to salad, Pete, salad school. Pete Pete went to hippie school. Then it was Pete reminded the substitute teacher we have homework. Pete has a wheelie backpack. I like the idea that that all happened in one year. That Pete yeah. quickly went from I can't be constrained by being homeschooled maybe his parents were just like we can't homeschool you anymore you're a real yeah, he probably nerded them out too he's like i'd like more homework please like it's like the middle of the night They're like pete go to sleep <laughs> like, very damian like, energy he would definitely flirt with like calling his parents by their first names and seeing yeah how that yeah, works. yeah yeah um melissa my blueberries are a little burnt um what, what do we, what, <laughs> we are, why are we burning blueberries I, yeah he eats burnt fruit for breakfast okay so what about joe I'm biden starting that rumor right now <laughs> does joe biden have fuck you energy he does but it's fuck you energy from the 50s so it, it's it's <laughs> authentic but it did not age well and it smells like bigotry and racism and misogyny because he's from the fucking 1950s yeah and i you know i, I think that's what the pundit class and what some centrists are they're close to believing my genius idea of fuck you energy yeah i think I you're on something if you're like if you write an, a column and you're like a 55 year old white dude i think you think biden in a leather jacket is fuck you and it's just not anymore yo what if he showed up to a debate in a leather jacket i'm not gonna lie that would tip the scale people should do stuff like that i think they're I all still playing it too safe and trying not to it's like the what rules are out like the window peacocking? <laughs> yeah yeah peacocking yeah everyone should start peacocking peacocking Pete, peacocking yeah. oh wow mayor pete puns on puns okay so let's wrap this segment up what yeah. what are we what should we be looking for this week max um we should be looking at the new hampshire primary the new hampshire primary is coming out on tuesday mm -hmm. um which is in like three days so dropping <laughs> mixtape dropping yeah. tuesday it's in three days so pete will declare victory in about two days <laughs> um i also want to i just got an alert from pete's campaign the photo of him holding a giant check in the wine cave from his billionaire donors it is not actually a giant check. It is a regular size check. He is three foot four. <laughs> so just to correct that, I know. But in super delegates, in he's, super delegates, yeah, he's yeah, six foot. Yeah. How about you pay me in super delegates? Oh, it's made up crazy. Oh, okay. Also, Iowa's like ninety. It's like one hundred and four percent white. Yeah, like that's, they have extra that's white Pete's, people we've that don't even live there before, that live there. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so silver lining is that their ineptitude will hopefully put a fucking axe through the face of Iowa. I don't want to be so bloody right now. I don't know. But I'm like a peaceful guy. Yeah, I, I mean, took it's the four improv classes. Yeah, but yeah, it's the coffee. <laughs> it's the coffee. We need to get, next time you're on, we need to just give you a fucking chamomile and see what happens. We should try that, like a chill vibe, like Marianne Williamson. Ooh, we need to do a late night recording, like 10.30 Yeah, I'll set out all my crystals. Great. All right, Max, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, we can't wait to hear more about this yeah. from you. I've got too much. Bring the noise. Always. And now it's time for SCOTUS Notice. <laughs> okay. That was a gavel sound, by the way. Oh, I yeah. Ross, Ross, you got to get, we got to get some sound I'll effects. I'll work on it. By 2022, <laughs> we will have all the sound effects we need. Guys, Ross works so hard. Give it up for Ross. <sighs> Crowd noise. Crowd Guys, sound it's effect. fine. Don't worry about it. Stop. <sighs> we love you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so SCOTUS Notice. As you may remember, if you listen to last week's episode, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should. I am taking a class in school about the Supreme Court. It's called the current term. And Supreme Court is my favorite branch of government. And the way it works in my class is we hear four cases that are being heard by the Supreme Court 
this term. So I talked last week about Bridgegate, the whole Chris Christie case. So our assignment is we write, we research the case, write up, do all the materials for it. And then we're each just signed a justice and we have to almost act as their law clerk. So today I feel like this. And a law clerk is kind of somebody that does like the work behind the scenes. Essentially. Yeah. And I'm going to explain all that. So here's cool. what I was thinking. The reason I want to do this segment is a, I love the Supreme court B. Why don't you marry him then? Well, they have to rule and if I can marry nine justices at once. But uh, anyway, I thought today it would be cool to just explain a little bit of background, a little bit of background about the Supreme Court. And then each week I can update you on what we're doing in class or just generally what the Supreme Court is up to. Um, And hopefully you guys nerd out as hard as I do. Okay, so how does the Supreme Court decide what cases to hear? Um, Isn't it? Because I think you briefly mentioned it last week that. Uh, it's kind of just like once all of the appellate courts have kind of been like uh, the lower courts are like, OK, we can't really rule on this. We don't really know what to do. Then it can be optioned to be heard by the Supreme Court, yep. which is a years long process. Mm-hmm. And if the Supreme Court is like, oh, this is like a new kind of thing that we haven't really specifically discussed mm-hmm. or we need clarification on, then you do it. But if it's just like, oh, no, you're being a dick. Stop. You're, we're not going to talk about you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So the Supreme Court gets these things called petitions or I'm sorry, writs of I never say this right. Crackers? No, no. <laughs> A writ of certiorari, certiorari, yeah, whatever, you get it. Um so if you're right, the appellate courts can they'll hear a case, they might say, "Hey, there's this is all we can do." And then the the parties might petition for this writ of cert. And the Supreme Court get, gets like 10,000 of these per year. The first thing they do is set the, quote, cert docket. And they, by the way, they only usually hear like 100, an average of 100 cases per year. And in order to agree on the case, the rule of four says that at least four of the justices have to vote on hearing this case for them to take it. So they all have law clerks who are usually like one or two years out of law school um, the law clerks go through all the materials and they prep memos for about the cases and the justices have to decide whether they want to hear it. So what's cool is the justices will take the clerk's suggestion. So if the clerks do all this research and write these memos and they say, hey, listen, these three cases would be great for you to hear. They will take that into account, which is very cool. That's nice. I like that. Yep. And so they choose cases that are, quote, cert worthy. Um, And it may be something like you said, like it has national significance or like maybe the circuit courts have been ruling differently on something. So if there's like if the 10th Circuit and then the D.C. Circuit rule on the same issue, but in totally different ways, the Supreme Court might be like, all right, let us step in. Because once the Supreme Court rules on something, it's precedential law. It becomes the law. So they're like the last step. So if you We talked about the Affordable Care Act once. Once the Supreme Court said, no, you're allowed to do this, it can't be challenged anymore. So Unless like maybe a future Supreme Court, if they're like, actually, second thought. Right. But there's this thing called stare decisis, which is when the Supreme Court decides on something and they set this precedent, especially when it's like a constitutional issue, further later courts will be... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Will be... (laughs) Damn it, Ross. Why don't you know? Uh, will be deferential to starry decisis. Okay. They will they will respect that, and it it's often it's very significant if it's overruled. Um, so yes, there are times where that happens, but I think it's also 
the justices do try to respect what the court has said in the past. It's an institution, you know, whatever. So what happens is once a case is granted cert, um, they set up the briefing schedule. Each party has already submitted a petition and, you know, a brief, but then they submit another brief. Um, the justices go through them. Their law clerks go through them. They prepare to hear the oral argument. They schedule or oral argument. That happens. The justices have the opportunity to ask questions. Fun fact, Clarence Thomas hardly ever asked questions. He like it was a, it made like national news when he asked a question in oral argument because uh, he's just I'm like scared to ask questions sometimes because I'm like, did I miss something? And like everybody else knows this. So I would probably not be a great Supreme Court justice. <laughs> just for that reason alone? Just for that reason. I th like I think I look good in black. Um, I like <laughs> I'd also feel really bad if like uh, I liked the people that were arguing the thing that I ended up ruling against. But I was like, you guys did a great job still. Dude, that's the law, man. But what's interesting is so Clarence Thomas doesn't ask questions because he usually goes into it. He's already read the materials. He knows what he's going to do. Some of the justices are very open to hearing the oral arguments and will ask a lot of questions, which is cool. So um, then the justices have a conference where it's just the nine of them in a room. Their law clerks aren't there. They've already at this point decided how they're going to vote. They bought like some Chinese takeout. They're <laughs> kicking it. Our professor, told, he, our, my professor was a law clerk for former Justice Blackman uh, back in the day and he my professor has amazing stories maybe someday I can get him on this podcast he's yeah. so cool we need to find out what Blackman's uh, favorite takeout was well he told tells the story so Justice Blackman was very traditional in the way they did things but one of the things um, my professor said is that the when they're all in the conference the nine of them are in the room and the least senior justice so in this case it would be Kavanaugh has to whenever like there's a phone message for one of the justices they they have to go to the door and retrieve it and so like it's just they have all these like whatever Kavanaugh's getting his steps in right now. So <laughs> it's like very procedurally set. Like they all sit in order of seniority and Chief Justice Roberts sit the, sits at the head of the table. So the they vote. They all go around and give their analysis of the case, why they're voting the way they do. And then based on that, the senior justice, the most senior justice who's on the majority side. So it could be Justice Roberts or if he's on the dissenting side, meaning like five people picked the other side, then whoever's the most senior justice, like either Clarence Thomas or Ruth Bader Ginsburg or whoever, will assign one of the justices on the majority to write the opinion. And then whoever's on the dissent side will assign one of the justices on the dissent side to write. And those are like blog posts, essentially. I mean, that's what we read in school. We read these opinions. But yeah, they're like, I mean... Yeah, they're blog posts. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like imagine like the Doogie Howser music playing at the end. For fun, fun fact, I do go on SCOTUS blog a lot. Yeah, of course you do. Um, I have fun. Anyway, so uh, then, anyway, so then they go back to their clerks and they're like, yo, here's what happened in the conference. Go write me an opinion that says like X, Y, Z. Because let's say Justice Kagan is the sign of the opinion. She's going to want to write something that even if her reasoning for voting on something was different than Justice Breyer's or Justice Ginsburg's mm -hmm. or something, the, if they all agree and they're in the majority, then Justice Kagan is going to want to go to her law clerks and say, hey, listen, here are my here are the points that were brought up. We need to write an opinion that's like general enough that Justice Ginsburg, Justice whomever is going to jump in and agree with us. We want to make sure we preserve the majority. Um, so write this opinion. I'll edit it. And then we'll party 
So in my class, we play the clerks and the justices. So we have to prepare these bench memorandums, which we're like, I was assigned Justice Kavanaugh this round. And um, I'd write a bench memorandum, which is like a very long paper, giving him all the facts, whatever. And then I have to go through his old like opinions that he wrote as a judge. This is a lot harder when I had a new judge. Like if I had Clarence Thomas, he's been on the Supreme Court for years. I'd be able to look at where he stood on older cases that were relevant to the case we were hearing. But because Kavanaugh is so new, I had to go into like when he was on the D.C. Circuit, his old opinions, try to figure out where I think he'll stand, like where I think he might vote, how I think he might vote on this and then prepare this memo. So we then after that, after we do the memos, we have a mini conference. So we all the nine of us got it's just a nine person class and our professor got in the order and we all pretended to be the justice. And you have to keep opening the door for people. No, there weren't any phone messages uh. this time. Uh, my big joke was if I froze and didn't know what to say, I was just going to yell, I love beer. And that joke never gets old to me. Um, so it was really cool, though. We got to sit and we all went down the line and talked about our analysis of the case. Two of us voted to affirm the convictions of the people involved in Bridgegate. I was one of them. I have no idea what Kavanaugh wants to do because he's really hard to find opinions on. But I just was like, whatever. And then everyone else voted to uh, uh, reverse the convictions. And it was the hardest paper I've ever written. It was the most rewarding. Um, I feel like I blacked out while I was giving my analysis. I was like, it was so fun, but I really was so nervous. And now we're going to get ready to hear another case. And so I was just thinking... A, I've been thinking about this stuff constantly. B, I feel like we only hear about what the Supreme Court is doing on in the news when it's something kind of crazy. Like not everybody's like checking out what the Supreme Court is up to. You know, it's just like, oh, what is the official regulation on lawnmowering repair or whatever? Yes, that's a serious issue we have to address as a nation, mm-hmm. lawnmower repairs. But anyway, so I hope you guys like this segment. I'm going to keep doing it even if you don't. I'm going to nerd out about the Supreme Court. I think it's so, I mean, we hear, here's the thing too, like of the branches of government, we hear all about Congress. We hear all about the president, the executive branch. Why not hear about some of the more chill things that the Supreme Court's doing because not all the cases they're hearing are like they're not always ruling on gay marriage or ruling on like whether Trump should return his or put his tax returns out there sometimes they're just ruling on like does the wire fraud statute cover this so I got some great feedback from people that they like when I nerd out about taxes and the Supreme Court so I'm going to keep doing it and uh Ross any closing thoughts about the Supreme Court uh I was just trying to think of a joke of like the Supremes, like the. <laughs> so uh, okay, you want to workshop if, this? Yeah. So like, if you like the Supremes, maybe you'll like the Supreme Court. And uh, to quote one of the Supremes' uh, famous songs, um, uh, okay, this didn't come up in time, and I can't really think of a Supremes. Uh, st- stop in the name. Of justice. Ooh, I almost finished your sentence and said justice, but I wanted to let you work that out. Uh, well, here we go. This has been this week's edition of SCOTUS, SCOTUS Notice. And now it's time for our favorite segment, HTHT, Hannah Trav's Hot Takes. Joining me, as always, is my dear producer, Ross. And we have guest Max Barth. Who is here Thank to you. talk? So here's tonight's today. Tonight, maybe you're listening. Whenever to this you're at listening, night. whenever to you're it. listening to it, our topic for today. Last night, I had a dream that I was secretly dating Justin Bieber. 
Uh, like I would do that secretly. Come on, I need hmm. Instagram followers. <laughs> I would be publicizing the shit out of that. He was not married in my dream, uh, though. I don't know. Maybe that. Oh yeah, I forgot it. he was married. Oh, right yeah. to Baldwin's daughter, right? Yeah, ma- not Alec Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Oh, oh, the lesser Baldwin branch. Haley Baldwin. Haley Joel Baldwin. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know if him being married in the dream would have made it hotter, but no, I'm kidding. I don't date married men. Um. Anyway, what's but weird? But also, the answer is yes. Maybe for the dream's sake. I don't know. How old uh, is Justin Bieber? Old enough, baby. No, I know. But is he like our age or is he like 23 or something? He's younger. He's much younger than oh, us. Oh, okay. Great. That's my age. Are you He's Ross's age. Yeah. Ew. Let's see. How old is... Why are you even awake that? now? It's 11. <laughs> You're supposed to be like... Because Hannah makes Hannah him get up early. <laughs> I love it. I literally almost texted you. I was like, He's yo, 25. I love being 30 because like, let's do it in the morning. Well, Max, we've always been morning people. You I and know. I have that in common. Yeah. All right. So it got me thinking though about celebrity crushes and... Uh, Justin Bieber is not one of my celebrity crushes Voice of an angel but just not for me So uh, I wanted to bring it to Max and Ross I have a list of celebrity crushes but guys Tell me yours uh, Max start so us off It's funny the first and only one that came to mind Was uh, Gillian Anderson from the X-Files Okay. But now like especially now I feel like she's remarkably talented Smart person Who also happens to be uh, I think very attractive Weird. I've never watched the X-Files oh, I it's don't- good yeah, I don't know what she looks like, but well, you did show me a picture before. Yeah, she, how old is she now? She's fifty-one. Hot, hot, Insane. hot, hot, hot. Insane. We'll so, put a I picture mean, of Jillian. What is it, Jillian could, Anderson? Jillian Anderson. Yeah, right. We'll put she a picture could give on the you website. a lot of sex education there. I know. Like the sex files. I would respect. Ooh, I would very respect. Don't over. Don't overstep the sex files. Um, I liked true. it yeah. so much. Was she in Broad The truth is out there. Truth is. In there. In there. <laughs> in my, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, I just think she's, uh, yeah, that's definitely one of mine. Also, uh, uh, whoever played Joan from Mad Men, what's her name? Oh, um, January Jones? Uh, well, no, obviously no, she's no, pretty. No, 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 that's Dawn. But, uh, the one that, um, what's her name? The red. Uh, Christina Hendricks? Christina Hendricks, yeah. That's it. Oh, Which, again, probably not out of left field. I think most people she's would a babe. find her very. Totally. But babe. there's something about, like, there's a certain kind of, like, intelligence to it that I like. And, like, mm-hmm. a, like a. I don't know, like a, I like a safe, sassy, nerdy and flirty. I like a nerdy and flirty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. Like, That's a good type to someone have. Someone that can like play back and forth with the energy vibe. Is that your type? Would you, you know? say like my a... type is not what I should be with? Yeah, no, <laughs> but, I understand. But but yeah, in theory, I find also as I get older that like um, older. It's weird when I was like twenty five. I didn't find there's a whole group of people that I might not just physically find attractive for some reason. I know your brain is different, hmm. and now I'm like. Like some forty-five-year-old women really do it for me. Like hell yeah, I'm all, all right. about it. Ross, who are your crushes? I mean, I got a lot. Actually, well, this Go is ahead, hard because, uh, like, I I'm not uh, like I'm not a very like sexual thinking person. So when I see somebody, I'm not like. <laughs> you just came up with sex files. Da- yeah, I know. I'm very funny, but yeah. like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not so much like a like. Not ooh, I see that person. I want to bang. That. Yeah. But uh, uh, my boyfriend was confused because we were watching the finale of The Good Place, <gasps> and I, which was so good. And I was fawning over Ted Danson because, like, he's oh, he's yeah. looked good his entire life. He yeah. really has. He's Aged also well. like a gentle soul. He's very funny. Yeah, he seems yeah. Very he's funny. fantastic on that show too. Oh my god, the finale was so. Have good. you seen Cheers? Yeah, I've seen. Oh, some he of lights it. up the room on Cheers. He's great. Uh, I'm also big on. Uh, we were talking about uh, Gilmore Girls earlier. Uh, Milo uh, Ventimiglia. Yeah, I had it written down and I couldn't read it. He's a real fox. Yeah, he's great. He's oh, he my was in favorite. Heroes too, right? Yeah, he was yeah. Peter Petrelli. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. aging quite well. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, here's one, Dev Patel. Ooh, 
he was in um Slumdog Millionaire. That's right. the, he's uh, very cute. The, Ooh, yeah. The newsroom. He's in that new movie uh, oh, about the David newsroom. Copperfield. What happened to that show? It got canceled because it was bad. Oh um, yeah, I watched it. And also, it. here's here's a left field one. Mm-hmm. Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you already have Milo on there, and he's just like a more attractive Zach Braff type. Oh yeah, shit. I, I you know can't, what I mean. I feel like you got more toys, but you already have Blastoise. Current day Milo. Like 2004 Zach Braff. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Like season three of Scrubs. I draw the fucking line. He looked (laughs) great. Yeah, of the Scrubs cast, sure. Oh no, what's her name? She's very pretty. Sarah. Uh, Sarah Chalk. Sarah Chalk. I okay. Fuck Mary, kill the entire Scrubs cast. Yes, I would fuck Mary and kill them. Um, (laughs) fuck. Uh, fuck the janitor. Uh, Mary. The janitor fucks definitely. Yeah, Neil Flynn. Uh, Mary. Actually, wait, no, this is hard. I don't want to marry or kill any of them. I was going to say Dr. Cox, but like John C. McGinley in that show is great, but like I don't want to I don't want to be a part of his life. Yeah. yeah. I really don't know that show well enough. Oh, to... it's great. It probably no, hasn't aged amazingly. Yeah. But, no, uh, I mean, I know I've definitely seen it. I remember I was actually talking about this the other day with someone. I remember when I first got an iPod video. Hell yeah. And my brother loaded an episode of or two of The Office and an episode or two of Scrubs on there. And I, those are like the two episodes I've seen. Uh, it was Well, The Office I've seen all of, but Scrubs, mm. I, I liked it, but I never went back. Yeah, mm. I think it's fun. Anyone else on your list? Um, I have a, I have a bunch more people on my list, but I think those are like the big ones. Okay, let me um, go into mine. Oh, yeah. Probably number one right now. Well, no, let me start with the fact this is in no order. I'm going to say no order. Mm. For a long time, it's been Mr. Idris Elba. Because what? Sure. I mean. Sure, 100%. If, if you don't get if, if you don't get that's it, not a then snack not that's even... a full meal you know sure. that's he's a babe sure uh i agree i've always had a crush on the weekend the mm-hmm. uh, he's just great uh, he's such a cutie and he's so mysterious and like brooding mm-hmm. that's hot uh right now i'm really big on harry styles oh my god what a no. freaking cutie but also his new album is so good if you take harry styles i would say my answer to that would be timothy chalamet uh, I don't know who. Wait, who is that? He's an actor. He's same like you know, like more. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't, don't know how to describe men without like sounding him. Weird. I think I'm he's Googling good him. at being an actor, but no, I, I don't. No, I, I'm not no big on Harry his face. Styles. I mean, I'd go Army Hammer over Timothy Chalamet. Listen, this sure. is about Harry hey, why Styles. Why do you have to pick? I'm just yeah. <laughs> okay, Harry Styles, right? <laughs> Harry Styles. Here's what the other thing I like about Harry Styles. I think like really, really went off on the wonder i mean i thought he was a cutie when he was in one direction but this whole his solo career is really something yeah, he he's doing crazy great. suits i love it i do like his fashion yeah he's so great um uh my next one is nick jonas and priyanka chopra them as a couple together power oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just nick jonas is so good looking and she is so good looking as well that when they got together everyone was like this is random but then it's like do they have dude, kids yet no, don't rush them. They're you know what? I like Kevin. Never, people need to stop being mean kids. about Kevin. What's wrong with Kevin Jonas? I mean, I He's like great. Pe- I feel like people are like, oh, Joe and Nick, and then, oh, yeah, Kevin. Okay, He's like the out of the one, three right? of them, he's the least cute. But, like... If that's the bar, the like, oh Jonas. yeah, no, the least cute Junus. He's Junus, cute though. <laughs> <laughs> I said none Damn of those words. The Junus brothers. The Judas brothers. Wow. Betrayal. Um, the last one on my list is Blake Griffin. He's so cute. Yeah, sure. I we talked last week about sports and cute sports players. <laughs> cute sports. I was like on I autopilot for that segment. Oh yeah, Ross wasn't feeling well, but uh, I should have more on my list. Oh, Saint Vincent. I feel like. An, Ooh an, yeah. 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 She's great. Um, Annie, what's her name? I think Clark, right? Annie Clark, yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, like musicians that I that mm. I understand. You know who's great? Sarah Paulson. 
Sure. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. God. She's like so dignified. She talks about acting. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know how to fake like emotions or anything. So like when I'm crying on screen, it's because I got myself super emotional and just cried. Wow. She's well, great. I don't fake emotions I feel either. No one films me crying, which is good. If I'm fortunate enough to ever come back, we should do an astrological info for these people Ooh, as well. Oh, that's Matt. a good idea. Because I learned about all that shit, and now I still know okay, about it. Okay, it's official. <laughs> you are going to come back, and we are we are going to write down all the pe- celebrities that we just had, and we're going to try to figure out They're what's t- happening. Yeah, and also we can do the signs of the candidates and stuff. Like, I know all that Max stuff. Max is really, he got into astrology. When we yeah. first became friends, this wasn't your no. MO, but... And I understand Obviously, it's not true, but it's a lot of fun. I dated someone who's really into it. I got really into it. I like it. And so now I still know it. I like to say, I like when something goes wrong and then I Google, is Mercury in retrograde? And it is. And I'm like, that explains it. Yep. The moon explains, the planets are explaining why I'm in a bad mood Mm -hmm. and why my crush isn't responding to my texts. Yep. That must be it. Yep. It's the stars. Anyway. Jupiter made me shop. Any other crushes that we like? Rounding out. Wait, can I just say something? If you had the opportunity to meet a celebrity crush that was single and you knew that, mm-hmm. would you hit on them? No. I guess if... Because the odds of it happening... Like, I ran into Jason Siegel when he was in Philly. I don't know if he's dating anybody. And I was like, I like you a lot, but I'm like, there's just such a different level of human. But is there, though? I think yes. if you, is shoot, it okay? If you, to, Pete, remember Pete said, shoot your shot? Like, yeah. what if I met Harry Styles? Would I just be like, why not? Hey, do you want to grab a drink? As long as it's not weird. Like, as long as you're <laughs> It's abiding, always weird when but, I ask someone out. <laughs> but right. But that works for you. That's your vibe. Yeah, I have game. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think as long as it's like, it would be, as long as you're ascribing to like normal societal shit, like, yeah, take your shot. I mean, like, obviously I'm not going to, if what's your, if like. Who, who plays Joan again? We talk, uh, Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'd be too intimidated. It's easy for me to say like, yeah, I would totally. But no, of course, I'd sit there. It's like, do you want to make me a glad man? Yeah, I'd, I'd play on my phone, you know, and then I'd be like, <laughs> oh, she looks nice. I don't, you know. She's married. They got divorced, I thought. She's married to the guy that eats all the drugs in the beginning of Super Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me feel like I have a chance because I can be the funny, weird guy. Yeah, and then have a beautiful wife who's more successful. So if you're out there, I'm a Scorpio. You're right. And they separated. I'm five eleven, but I can say six feet. Great. All right. Well, on that note, it, listeners, Max is single. So if you enjoyed his rant, uh, <laughs> we'll include, a, we'll oh, include a picture of him on the Instagram. Yeah, page. I got a good headshot. Yeah, this will be great. Well, yeah. I also secretly took a picture of you when you weren't. Looking, oh, okay, so good. Was that we'll also that. a picture of me? I got a different one of you. Okay. okay. Ooh. Okay. Is it good? On that note. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Max, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Ross, thank you for being the, my partner in crime. Of course. Kiss, kiss. And all of you. Okay. and all Almost of, 24. Good for you. Next month. Okay. Well, I'm older. On that note, thank you for all for listening to this episode. Even if you just share with one person, you know, we're having fun. We want people to hear this. Yay. 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 This has been Keep You Posted. Hosted and executive produced by Hannah Trav. Produced and edited by me, Ross Wiseman. Our art and logo is by Kristen Finger and our music by Graham Trav. For a list of our sources from the episode, bonus content, and to get in touch with us, visit us at www.keepyoupostedpod.com.